Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 151 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. I've been gone for a little over a week, and I haven't been able to put out any podcasts, so I'm a little behind. But back in February, my wife gave me a birthday gift, and it was a lot of fun. I was able to attend Whitewater Rafting Guiding School. Now, I don't want to be a guide per se, or at least when I started, I didn't. I wanted to improve a skill set that I don't have that I need to improve. My family does some trips, and we've been doing a few every year on the salmon. I also want to spend some time on the Green River as well as the snake. And so my family has now gotten large enough that my brother-in-law can no longer take all of us and all of the gear. And so I needed a way to develop this skill set. So I attended Whitewater Rafting Guiding School. Now, I didn't know at the time that everybody who goes to that class basically gets hired by this company or some other company. And so at the first of the week, uh, when we started, they said, who is not looking to for employment? And apparently I was the only one who raised my hand. By the end, though, I got to say, when I was offered a job, I'm trying to work out my schedule to be able to go and guide at least one day a week. What a blast. It was amazing. Now, what does this have to do with today's podcast? There were some slow sections on the river. And... It gave me a chance in between the different conversations we were having to look at this one area. And it was so unique. It's experienced multiple events from erosion. Steep hillside. Uh, There's a lot of limestone mixed in with some sandstone. And the soils being slowly eroded away as we have deep snows runoff, deep snows runoff. And... There are different stages of succession going on in this one area. And what was so interesting is when you looked at this hillside. Now, I was looking from, oh, a quarter mile to even a half a mile away. So I don't know what the plants were exactly. But they were spread out so evenly that it was so fascinating. It was like somebody having a computer put a dot in and then drawing dots all over but they had to be equal distances apart because they were so uniform in how they spread out so I got looking into it and I because I was really curious so you know why does it look the way it does and there's a few things going on but a lot of it has to do with the way the roots are working underneath the subsurface there's this huge competition going on where these Plants are putting down their roots and they're immediately spreading out as far as possible in all directions until they bump up against something else. And then they start competing against that other thing. And so they've spread out really far and then they start going deeper and deeper and deeper. And it was just so interesting how that competition creates the visual effect on the surface that we see. Now, a lot of it was bare ground, or what you would think was bare ground. But if you were to dig two, three, four, six inches underground, you would see these fingers, these roots spreading out in all directions. And then uh, I tried to talk about this, but the people in the raft, obviously, they're 18. Uh, They've been without their phones for an hour, and they weren't wanting to hear about it. And that's okay. It's not everybody's cup of tea. 
But then we started talking a little bit about invasives because we've got a lot of Russian olive, and it was interesting to talk to them, talk about the challenges that these invasives have and the problems they create. Like cheatgrass is one that we're facing in this area, and it matures so quickly compared to the others, and then by every time, by the time everything else is maturing, it's already dying. So then you have an increase in the possibility of fires. And so that's just one of the effects. So I started looking into it a little more. Why are they so... Why are invasives so good? And I came across this paper that kind of explains to me a little bit. It's by Peter Chesson. And it's called Mechanisms of Maintenance of Species Diversity. And what it's talking about is, let's say you have the sagebrush step that we have here, and it's very stable. And there's some requirements for it to be stable. And what these requirements are is that it becomes highly niched, where each one has their own niche. And so there's a reduction overall in inter- specific competition. So a sagebrush fighting against forbs, fighting against grasses. They each have their own niche niche, and they are not fighting amongst other species. But there is a huge amount of competition in inter, intra-specific competition where they are fighting with themselves to develop their own niche. And then what happens when you get these invasives is these invasives come in and they haven't developed um, the courtesy or the kindness, I guess is one way to put it, that other plants have. And they just come in and they spread out and they're fighting literally everything because they don't know any better. They haven't been able to come in and to coexist and to work and evolutionarily developed to find their own niche. They just come in, they're put in this area, and everything is a fight. And some areas they're winning and others they're losing based upon their own strengths that they carry. And it creates an unstable system. And that's the problem that I'm, I'm after reading this paper, I would say that is the problem that I have with invasives. They come in, they haven't developed alongside the other. They create an unstable existence because now they're disrupting everything. Where you have sagebrush getting along with grasses, coexisting with forbs, and they're all working and they're all finding their own niche. And then you get these invasives, cheatgrass, Russian olive, they come in, they do their own thing, they don't care about anybody else, and it disrupts the whole system. And that is what I saw along the river. Stable coexistence where all these things, 30, 40 different plants, all in the same area, all doing their own thing, all trying to survive, all trying to create more, but still coexisting. And then you would see these huge patches of invasives where they're getting their hold, they're finding their niche, they're working in, spreading everything else apart, creating instability. So that's the challenge you've got with invasives. All right, you guys. Have a great day.
We'll see you later.